Hi everyone and welcome back to the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica Mungis and I am the host and creator of the show. And for this month, I am going to give beginning of episode shout outs to whoever joins my Patreon page. If you're interested in joining and making a small monthly contribution towards the podcast, which will give you early access to episodes and other benefits, please go to my website, www.thekidsyogapodcast.com and follow the link there for Patreon. From there, once you join, I will give you personally and your yoga business a little shout out at the beginning of an episode and also direct people towards your social media and website. So I can't wait to see who's going to join our Patreon community. Thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. and welcome back to the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica, and this week I am joined by Megan Erb. Meg gets the busyness of life and parenthood. As a full-time working mother of two active little girls, she's struggled with the balance of work, parenting, finding time for play, and finding time for exercise and self-care. Meg has been practicing yoga on and off for 20 years taking classes here and there. As a former television and print journalist, crazy schedules, high stress, and intense deadlines dominated her life for far too long. She noticed her young daughter was starting to pick up on her stress and anxiety, and she knew it was time for a change she wanted. Going back to her yoga mat was the answer for both of them. Meg found a yoga studio with a family yoga class and both of them were immediately hooked. Meg saw the benefits of yoga in her daughter and knew this was the new path she needed to take. In the summer of 2019, Meg became a certified kids yoga teacher through Seattle Kids Yoga, and she hasn't looked back, launching Kids Yoga with Meg July 2019. Meg has taught kids yoga and mindfulness classes through after-school enrichment programs, as well as family yoga classes at studios in her West Seattle neighborhood. During the pandemic, she switched gears and offered free weekly kids yoga and mindfulness classes online for her daughter's school, giving everyone the opportunity to learn and practice skills to help them cope with life during the pandemic. This past year, she's become certified in tween and teen yoga through Flow and Grow Yoga, and has completed mindfulness training 
through mindful schools. She also co-facilitated a recent family yoga and mindfulness workshop for Seattle Kids Yoga. Currently, Meg is in the process of completing her 200-hour yoga teacher training through the Traveling Yoga School and will be certified in October. Meg, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jessica. I'm so excited to be here. I have yes. been a fan since your first episode. Thank you so much. I have noticed your loyalty and leaving reviews and on social media. So it's so cool now to have to talk to people that have been listening since the beginning. So I really appreciate you being here and I can't wait to learn about you. So for you, let's start at yoga okay. for you. So when did you first find yoga and what has been your journey with yoga? Um, it's It's been an interesting journey. It hasn't been one of fully immersed yoga. Um, I think I first started um, yoga somewhere in high school, just taking a couple classes on and off and same with college um, and just take a couple classes here and there. And I always, I always really liked it, but it wasn't what I needed at the time. At the time I needed something a little more high impact, faster. And, and, but I, but I always went back to it. Um, and I really liked the yoga classes that were, um, that were more real fast paced, awesome, just really, really strong movements. Um, that was just more my style back then. But, um, after I had kids, things changed. I had had a long career in television and newspaper journalism, um, which was very, very stressful and very wonderful and exciting. But after I had kids, things, things really shifted. And I started to notice that, um, my oldest daughter was starting to pick up on my anxiety and my stress and just sort of like mirroring that back as kids often do. And I was like, okay, this is this path of parenting that I want to go. And I needed to step back and I had been wanting to do. And I just needed to really take a moment to pause and to step back and think, okay, I need to check myself with my levels of stress and anxiety and so I can better help my child. And, um, and so I always knew that for me, when I was really stressed with my career in journalism, that it was the yoga class that would eventually come back around and I'd be like, oh yeah, I love yoga. I need to do this more often. Why don't I do this every day? This is the best thing. And, um, so I, I just was like, I need to get her doing that with me. And so I, you know, put my yoga mat out and she would, well, she was little. And so she'd crawl all over me and think it was mommy gymnasium time. And that was super fun. And we would kind of do poses together and mess around. Um, but then I started digging a little bit deeper and I found a studio here in my neighborhood in West Seattle that did family yoga. And so I got her her own little yoga mat and we went and we had so much fun and she loved it and she was always so happy and so unfortunately the class was just like once a month and with life we couldn't make it every month and I would get really bummed when we would miss it and so finally I was like I can, I can do this at home I know enough yoga and you know she's my kid we'll just mess around and do some stuff and I got the yoga pretzel cards and we would play and she would pick out pretty cards that she wanted to do which she's nine and she still does that. She's like, oh, let's do yoga. I want to be the yoga instructor, mama. And so she'll get the cards out and she'll be like, let's try this one and come up with some crazy pose. And I'm like, okay, let's go for it. Um, 
but yeah, so I just, I just really, I, I wanted more, like most things in my life. I was like, okay, let's just go for it. And so I found a training with Seattle kids yoga here in Seattle a couple years ago. And I haven't looked back since. So I just, that's amazing. So are you still working in journalism or did you end up leaving that career path? I ended up, I ended up leaving that career path. I do have a full-time job still in communications, but it's not as um, crazy and demanding as a television journalism career was. I don't have to work nights, holidays, and weekends anymore, which is lovely now that I have children. But Mm -hmm. there were many, many, many holidays where I would like have to call my parents and just be like, Hey, how's Thanksgiving Hmm. (laughs) from the newsroom and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't, um, I don't do that anymore, but, um, it's still part of who I am. I'm uh, through and through news nerd and Hmm. I've always been a writer. So I found ways to infuse um, that into my classes in the form of journaling and giving the kids journals. And it's, it's amazing to me how much, you know, when you pull out the journals and the elementary kids are like, ah, we don't want to do that. And then you're like, hmm, think about this. And you give them some colored pencils and some fun questions. And I'm like, you don't have to write, you can draw. And then they just sit and it just lets their imagination and their hearts go. And I just, my little, the little writer nerd in me loves that. I love that. That's the best thing about kids yoga is no matter what background you're coming from, you can mm-hmm. infuse who you are, what you love into your classes. It's so amazing to the people I talk to that have, you know, all the different types of paths that led them here. So yours is so unique in that you had yoga in your life and it came in and out, but then there just became a point. It sounds like when you had your own children that you were like this, I want this to be a bigger part of my life. So is that why you started kids yoga with, with Meg? Once you were, you were teaching your daughter, did you say, maybe I could reach more children? That's exactly right. I, I loved the family yoga classes and I loved just the connection that I had with my oldest daughter. Um, my youngest at that point was, she was, she was a baby. So we just, she would just kind of watch us or crawl on top of me and lay on me, which she's now six. And she still likes to do when I was doing <laughs> yoga. She, uh, she invented a pose called um, bear cave where I'm the mama bear and it's actually downward dog. And then I do the downward dog and she crawls under me and she's like, I'm your baby bear, mama bear. (laughs) So we call that bear cave in our house and she loves it. Um, But yeah, once, once I started doing this, I was like, this, this fills my cup. This fills my cup. I love this. And I wanted to offer more, um, more family yoga and more kids yoga in, in my neighborhood and my, in my city where I live. And so I just um, worked out great because at that point I had become friends with the yoga studio where I had started taking family yoga. And um, I just went to her and I was like, Hey, I love your studio. You, you know, me, you know, my kiddo, I am now certified. I would love to start helping you out and teach some classes. And she was like, great, let's do it. So, um, so I started teaching um, family yoga at a studio here in West Seattle. And then I picked up another studio um, in West Seattle as well, a couple months later. So So, this was all pre-pandemic. I was going to say, so this was July, 2019. Mm -hmm. So you started pre-pandemic and so you were teaching at the studio. So then how did everything pivot and change for you once the pandemic hit? It was, um, well, like everybody else, just surreal. And we, you know, here in Seattle, we were the first epicenter 
of um, coronavirus once it first was discovered here in America. And, um, you know, at the time I had been teaching a six weeks family yoga class on Sunday mornings for a studio um, here. And I had already been sent home from work in early February. They said, okay, you're going to go home for six weeks. And I was like, okay, cool. Six weeks. I can do six weeks from home. Well, this will be great. And I had my last class. And I remember it was an, um, it was a kid, it was an obstacle, yoga obstacle course where we kind of, everybody would like move around and I had different stations set up. And I remember just putting all of my props out all over the studio before everybody got in. And I was like, oh my gosh, all of the germs, are the moms going to let their kids touch my stuff? Do I want them to touch my stuff? And, you know, so we came in and, you know, the mom, the kids were playing and the moms and I kind of had a conversation about it. And we were like, oh, this is, it's just six weeks. It's going to be fine. This is great. And then we did our last class and I just remember shutting the door and locking it and getting out my, my Clorox wipes and wiping everything down and I was like oh my gosh is this the world that we've come to and at the time the studio owner was like let's do another class let's start next month and I was like mm, it's just let's see where things are gonna go here and um everything just within the next couple of weeks just dominated as, as the world knows um so my one classes uh we paused at that particular studio and then we moved online at the other studio for family yoga and it went okay for a couple of months, but then I think people were just, um, they had some zoom fatigue and I was very, honestly, when I look back on it, I, you know, it was just, it was so stressful and I was still working a full-time job that had sort of ramped up in my stress. And I was now homeschooling, you know, a kindergartner and no, she was in preschool at that point and a second grader. And so I was like, for my own mental health, I had to pause everything. So I put the brakes on kids yoga with Meg and I had to put it on the back burner, which was very sad for me. But I just was like, I, I have to put my oxygen mask on first. And that was, that's a hard realization because I had spent a year and a half building this up and just wanting this so bad. And then I was just like, okay, well, I, I can't, I physically cannot do this. We can't leave our house. I, you know, I have Zoom fatigue. Uh, I, my kid has Zoom fatigue. I don't want her on any extra meetings, which was hard because I was, wanted to teach classes. But at the same time, I was like, kiddo, you got to get off the Zoom calls and get yourself out into the backyard. Um, but then when, <clears throat> excuse me, when school rolled around here in Seattle, it was all online. And I, I had also been, in addition to my family yoga classes, I had also been doing a kids after school enrichment class at my daughter's school. And um, that was just so wonderful and fun. But of course they weren't, um, they weren't doing that because they weren't doing in-person school. And so I went to the PTA president and I was like, let's do a free class for anybody. Let's just open it up free. And so we started doing a weekly class um, for anybody in the, in the school who wanted to join for a free kids yoga for 30 minutes um, once a week. And then in the beginning, I was also doing a family class uh, once a week, uh, once a month. And that was pretty fun. And I'd have a couple families join and that was a lot of fun. Um, but we just, we ended up just focusing on the kids. Cause I was like, you know what? The ki these kids need all the tools they can get right now. So just sort of infusing um, yoga poses and some mindfulness and mindful breathing and just kind of also talking about what is going on in the world. And, um, and then some games, a lot of games. The kids just really wanted connectivity with their friends. And so I figured out quickly how to give them that online. Cause I love 
to play games. And um, so I, I figured out real quick how to make yoga games on online fun and interactive. And so they would want to play. Mm. So that's, uh, and so now here we are 18 months later, things are starting to open up here in Seattle. And I have just decided it's time to get kids yoga with Meg off the back burner because this is what fills my cup. And we're just sort of starting over again. Um, and hopefully I can get back into the schools this September. It's very, at this point in the game, it's very iffy if that's going to happen, but I said I would do online again and um, hopefully we can try to figure something out, but the schools aren't not sure what's going on yet over here. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What a, I mean, it, it sounds like you started it. It was starting to grow a little bit. Then the pandemic hit and it, it just was impossible at that point to keep right. it going. But it's, it's so great that you then you slowly started offering those classes and just like even learning how to lead an online class for kids. It's so different than being in person. So it's, it's, it's good. You, you got that experience now moving forward. Um, what are your goals for, I know it's like still so much in the up in the air, but what would your goals be for kids yoga with Meg? Like what kind of classes do you want to be offering? Yeah, so I've actually um, taken advantage of our um, our Zoom life here, and I have um, got a few more trainings under my belt. So I was like, now I don't have to worry about childcare and not having to leave town to go to a different training. I I'm going to take advantage of it. So I've gotten um, I've taken a few more certifications with some mindfulness classes, and then I took um, tween and teen yoga training from Flow and Grow from Laura Hawkeiser. Mm. Um, last year as well. And so I want to expand the offerings because I just feel like, you know, we teach, um, you know, they teach kids about, you know, you got to get them early, especially girls for like science and math, but we don't give them the tools to teach them to like, quote unquote, calm down. You know, that's not something that they teach. And, you know, as a parent, I'm guilty of this when my children are having moments of um, just upsetness. And they, and I'm like, oh, calm down. You just got to calm down. And I'm like, the words are coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, that, that's, that's not what we need to have here at this moment. And so I'm trying to infuse more of that into classes to give the kids the, the power within themselves to know that they have this, to be able to just stop and to take a moment and to take a deep breath and just collect themselves and just have a moment to go, you know what? It's going to be okay. I'm upset right now. And that's okay. It's okay to be upset, but I, I can just pause and take a moment and then move forward. And so I think I want to infuse more of that into my classes. Um, and I want to start reaching out to um, some, the teen classes to get some more teen classes as well, which I haven't had the opportunity to, because there's you know, schools and I've been working with a couple of um, Girl Scout groups to do some of that. I, I have done a lot of um, private classes this past year and for Girl Scouts. And I, oh my gosh, they are so much fun. I, I love it. And that really has, um, that's been really helpful. It's, it's helpful for them. And it's just so helpful for me as well, because then it just, it takes a moment for me to like stop all the craziness in my life and just be like, you know what, I need to go focus on these kiddos over here. And we need to do some fun yoga and play some games. And, you know, for some of these Girl Scout troops that I have been working with, they've never even met in person. Like they just, they only know their friends online. And so Mm -hmm. anything that I can do to help foster those friendships 
through silly, you know, silly yoga games that they think are so much fun, then I, I'm just honored to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So you sounds like you're really interested in the full age range, but like those family yoga and the teens, I think those mm-hmm. are two important places. Family yoga, um, I know some kids yoga teachers find challenging because they're not sure how it's like they're good with kids, but they don't know how to interact with the parents and how to like make everyone feel welcome. Do you have any kind of tips or like even just like your favorite parts of teaching family yoga? I, you know, for me, family yoga is really important. And that, that is one of my, my sweet spots that I'm hoping to to start up again, because it's easier to, to go out to a, a school or an aftercare group and be like, oh, I can offer uh, virtual kids yoga. That's, that's kind of easy to do, but, but for fam, finding a, a venue for families has been a little more challenging. So I am definitely hoping to get that up and running again, but I think it is intimidating. Like there were times, especially when I first started teaching, because at the time um, I didn't have my 200 hours. And so I'm like, it would come in out of these families would come in and some of these parents would be like super hardcore yogis and could do all of this moves that I cannot physically do. And so I'm like, okay, let's, I just have to like take a moment again and just be like, I am not here to teach that parent. I'm here to teach the family. And they are here for the same reason I am here to connect and have fun with their child. And so I just would every time I would have a class and I, there would be that voice in my head, like, oh my gosh, these parents are so much better than I am. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm the teacher. I'm in charge. I've taken the training. They're here because they want my service to do these fun clap moves with their kids and to learn a few new things. And so, um, you know, there would always be a moment in my classes where at some point when parents going to apologize for the way their kiddo is acting. And I would always say, you know what, there are no apologies in family yoga. I am a parent. I get it. I have been there. I have been there. I have been to the class where my kid is like climbing all over me and just giggling and running around and not doing anything. I mean, like I have literally been there. And so I just try to tell the parents that we are all here for yoga and um, the little, our little yogis are going to kind of lead the class. And if uh, we decide, if they decide they're running around yelling and having a lot of fun chasing each other, which is a true story that totally happened in one of my classes and the parents we're just like so mortified and I could see it. I was like, okay, you know what? I think it's time for a yoga dance party. Who needs a yoga dance party? And then immediately all the kids are like, we do, we do. And because I also don't want the parents to feel uncomfortable in class and just be like, oh my gosh, look at my kid, you know? Cause that's, that's not what family yoga is about. It's about meeting the kiddos where they are. And the parents are usually so grateful that I've taken that, um, taken that pressure off of them, or I've tried to at least. And I'm like, do a yoga dance party. And then I'm always asked if somebody wants to help lead the yoga dance party. And it's usually the ringleader who has started the, the little, the little running around party. That's like, Oh, I do, you know? And so you can tell that they, you know, that's what they want to do and shine. So then I'm like, Oh, I, I need some help. Let's, let's think of some poses, you know, or then I'll get like the, the card, my cards out. And I'm like, Hmm, I need a little help teaching class today. Who can help pick out some poses? And the kids are always like, we want to. So, you know, I think it's just taking the pressure off the parents and letting them know this is a safe spot for your kid to be your kid. If you got a three-year-old little boy who likes to run around and giggle and laugh and yell, then let's just let him do that. Because I think we'd rather him do that in a safe space than in the kitchen. So, you know, let's, 
let's get the wiggles out before we go home, or at least attempt to get the wiggles out. And hopefully mom and dad can also get a little bit of a workout and a little bit of some mindfulness in before they head out the door. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. It's like setting that expectation because you're going to have different kinds of families come in. And some, I've seen that too. There are sometimes when the, the mom or the dad is this seasoned yogi who's expecting like an adult yoga class and they come in and then it's like, huh, this is different, but it's mm-hmm. setting that expectation from the beginning. Like this mm-hmm. is yoga for your family. We're going to focus on right. the children. This might not be the, a big physical workout for you, but we're going to get in that mindfulness. And, and it's, I think once people see it, it's just something different. And then they start to understand also right. as a parent, I, I, that feeling of being like embarrassed or just like try like trying to hold your kid back, feeling out of control, like you're being judged to be able to leave that mm-hmm. outside that room and to have a teacher just be like, and to see you, it sounds like that's exactly what you do. You go with the energy of the children just to see you, how you respond to it saying, Oh, I, you know, I need some help and to channel that energy into having mm-hmm. them help you lead. I think it leaves the parent feeling better. And the kids are like, Oh my, like she sees me and, and they're not being scolded, which they, they might be during school for the same kind of behavior. They're able to just like bring that natural enthusiasm in. I think it's just family yoga is just such a powerful thing. And I think it takes us also a special kind of person to be able to, to teach that. So it sounds like you're really doing a good job with those classes. Thank you. Um, yeah, I know. I think setting the expectation when, especially for like families that have never been to my classes before I, you know, I, I would always say, okay, this is, if you're looking for a hardcore yoga workout. Um, you, you may have to do that another time because this is, this is a different type of yoga workout and it's not, even so much a workout. It's just more of a, we're going to play and we're going to get some good and get some movement in. And really, I would always try to infuse a mindfulness and a relaxation um, exercise into class because we've struggled with, in my house, we've struggled with bedtime and anxiety and like the little busy minds at bedtime for so long. So every, every class I teach with parents, I'm always like, this is a really good exercise for, um, the end of the day when we have a busy mind and our bodies are tired and it's time to go to bed, but our minds are wide awake. Um, this is a really good exercise and you can do this at home. And parents would always be like, oh. so I'm like, yeah, do I'm like, this works at my house. Uh, this one sometimes works at my house and this one used to work, but now we've done it too many times, but it worked for us at one point. So, you know, I've, I have pretty much tried everything that I teach in my classes. So I can just say, this is this is what we like. This works for us. This may help you. It may not, but here's something to try along those lines. So, um, you know, I think giving, leaving families with what I call, you know, tips and tricks, little tools to take home off the mat and infuse into your everyday life, I think is so important. And so I always love to do, um, leave those little nuggets with the parents or the caregivers to try at home um, when things seem a little a little crazy and we need to just take a moment and you know and I always encourage people to just like break out into a yoga dance party at home as well you know now you know some moves so next time you got the radio on let's just have a yoga dance party so the kids always like that and sometimes they'd come back to class and they'd be like we did a yoga dance party and I was like great can you help me lead it this time so it's just that's the best that's the goal it is for them to learn that yoga is not just in the studio or in the school wherever you are yoga you bring it with you and you 
take it home with you. And that's the power to a family yoga because you've got the parents seeing this too. So they then they're the mm-hmm. wheels in their mind spinning. Oh, I could maybe try this at home. And the kid, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it feeds itself. Cause then the kids are also maybe excited about something else. And yeah, I just, I just think it's such a powerful offering to, for families to practice together. It is. And it's even um, like when I was teaching the kids after school class um, at my daughter's school, one of the parents came up to me at an event and was like, my daughter now has a mindfulness corner. We made a mindfulness corner in her bedroom. That's what she wanted for her birthday. So she got a yoga mat and they put a quiet area so she could go with some pillows and, and her yoga. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this just makes my heart happy. And then the daughter was having so much fun. She got the mom to come with her to one of my family yoga classes. And so they came to one of my family yoga classes and they had so much fun and it was great. And, um, you know, it's not a hard workout. So the mom was a little nervous and I was like, no, we're just going to do some stretches and have some fun with our kiddos. And they had a great time. And so I just, I just seen the connectivity between even just teaching, teaching the kids and what they can take off the mat and take home when, you know, when you always have those moments where you're like, are they listening to me? You know, same with like your own kids. I'm like, are they even listening to what I'm saying? And then I'll catch them. Like when uh, my oldest needs calm down, sometimes I, I, I found her one time in her bedroom and she was sitting in front of her glitter jar. She was just sitting there kneeling and breathing and, um, one day, one of her teachers a couple of years ago had told me about an incident where she was upset at class and she was trying to calm her down. And my daughter was like, I need to do my breathing exercises. <laughs> the teacher was like, let's do breathing exercises. Okay, let's do this. And she sat there and she smelled the flower and blew out her candle for a few minutes. And then she just went along her merry little way. And I was like, oh, they are listening to me. This is great. <laughs> Those moments <laughs> are the best because I, I would say like 90% of the time I'm like I don't think they're listening I don't <laughs> and then you have that one moment you go okay yeah in those harder moments when they mm-hmm. your daughter's able to take those tools yep. and apply them you know that you you know you're planting those seeds for her so that's, you know, that's I, powerful stuff I, now, think, I know I'm like I'm doing the right thing so that just makes me when I see it in my kiddo and I hear about it from other parents I just am like okay this is the right path. I am on the right path and I need more of this. I need to get more of these, these um, mindfulness moments in, into my, into the classes, you know, especially when, you know, little kids can, they, they can just be, that's their own world is their own little world where we talk, we talk for a moment and we think about the greater community, which when, when we were in person was really fun to do, or I would be like, well, let's think about, think about our teachers here at the school and the, the people who help with in the office and, you know, the, the janitors, what are we thankful for and how can we, how can we send them love in our community? You know? And so I've been trying to infuse a lot of that, especially now that we've been so apart and like, you know, let's, let's think about our greater community um, and what the world needs right now. And so the kids would always, they would respond to that even, even online. And I, and I just think that's just such a testament to the world we're in right now and how they get it and they want to help have, know how to have some of these tools to help as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I want to hear a little bit more about have kids yoga with Meg and like the challenges and the rewards that you've experienced so far in your journey. So maybe start with your greatest challenge. And then you can also share 
your greatest reward in running your own business? Well, I think the greatest challenge thus far is definitely obviously been the pandemic and the setting back and the moment where I realized I cannot do everything um, with a full-time job, two kids that I'm homeschooling and my own health and mental health. And just, that was a very, you know, that was hard to make that decision. And so that was a big challenge. But once I was like, okay, this has to go over here for a little while, just so I can get my feet back underneath me and do what's best for my family. And, you know, I think once I made that decision, um, I just, I just literally, like I mentioned earlier, put my own oxygen mask on and I just did yoga for myself for a while. And I just really was like, this is what I need. I need to come back to the mat. It, that always has helped with the answers. And I've experimented with different types of yoga. I've really embraced and gotten slightly obsessed with restorative yoga. And I just, um, every time I do it, I'm just like, oh my God, I've been, where has this been my entire life? You know, I, I always thought it was was too slow and I didn't need it because I was, you know, I was always going 90 miles an hour with my job and life. And this is like the exact opposite of it. And, but this is exactly what I need. So I just really focused on that. And I think, um, the challenge, the biggest challenge that I'm facing now is like getting it up and running again. Um, but when I was working, I, you know, the challenge, you know, just the challenges is sometimes the kids, you know, kids are kids and there's a lot of them in a group and you're just like, okay, let's, you've got your one plan here. We're going to do this, but they're all like, no, we're going to run without tomorrow without this cafeteria. And so I'm like, all right, let's just take this lovely planned uh, course that I had for today and just do what you guys want to do and play some games and infuse some yoga and some mindfulness into that. And, um, just really meet them where they were is, is the biggest thing. Um, and I think the second part of the question was the rewards, you know, what are the rewards? And I think just seeing them, you know, really embrace some of the stuff that I love as much, which is like the quieter stuff and um, the journaling and the mindfulness aspects of it, you know, they would always be like, oh, I don't want to journal. I don't want to draw. We just got done with eight hours of school, Miss Meg. We don't want to do this again. This isn't fun. And I'm like, oh, well, let's think about it. And just kind of shifting their mindset without letting them know you've shifted their mindset so that they think that they're still like, oh, this isn't an, this isn't a work assignment, but yet offering them these opportunities to, to be creative and have journals. I, I got all the kids a journal um, for my after school class and I had, they all had their own journals and their own set of coloring pencils. And um, we would do some exercises and they would just, they would love it. And, you know, it was interesting. I, I had them doing this uh, quiet, like um, peace, peace be with me exercise mudra one morning or one day. And one of the other PTA parents was in the, was in the building and he kind of popped in. And after the class, he came up to me and he was like, I have never seen those kids so quiet. He's like, I don't know what you did, but I'm going to do that tonight with my kids when I get home. Because he was like, that was amazing. He's like, we were watching you in there and how those kids just, you got them to just have a moment of mindfulness. And, and I was kind of like, yeah, I am a little surprised that went well so well in myself, but then they would ask for it. And, you know, they would, they would want to have those moments. And, um, and so I think those would just be the, the biggest rewards that I had was just 
when it would all come together and they would be like, not only would they do it, but then they would want more. And I'm like, okay, this is, you just kind of have to go with them in their high energy for a few, for a little while and then just steer them back onto the path where they need to take a deep breath and think about themselves and then the, the greater community for a little while. Yeah, I've always, it surprises me every time when it seems like the kids are super high energy and sometimes I've got, you know, and then I'm doing a high energy game and I'm like, this isn't working. And then I bring it down to something very quiet. Like you said, it's kind of like, it's like, you're like sneaking it in there, but you're slowly bringing it down. And then you realize, Oh my God, what they really needed was a way to find this calm. Cause they really do want to be in that quiet, but sometimes and we all know the feeling you're just so worked up physically, mentally, that you're kind of stuck in it. So it's amazing when you see those moments of quiet as a yoga teacher. And like you said, when someone witnesses it and is able to reflect to you, like, wow, that was amazing. And you're like, you know what that, that was, that they, <laughs> they got quiet, but that's so great to get that feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so I could relate to both your challenges and, and the rewards of seeing what happens, the magic that can happen. when, when you're talking about that. It, Yeah, it's so true. And it, I think it's hard also for kids to like, they want that quiet. Like as a parent, I know they're overstimulated and they mm-hmm. need to like have a moment, but when they're with their friends and they're all overstimulated, they just like overstimulate each other even more. And so then you just kind of have to roll with it and then, and then be like, all right, I, I have let you continue to roll with it. And now we need to relax. And, you know, just having them go to their mats and have their moment of quiet and whether it's journaling or I'm also a really big fan of art projects. Like I am a very, I grew up in an artistic family and art has always been very important in my life. So I really try to infuse that into um, my kids yoga classes and, you know, that would always also be a real big winner. People, kids love that. I mean, um, I, my kids are like my, my test cases. And so like, I would be like, okay, I'm going to do this project in class next week. Let's see if this is going to work. Let's see how long it's really going to take. If I can, you know, and they would love that too. My kids still walk around with the little um, pumpkin stress balls that we made like two, three years ago. I can't even remember. I'm surprised they haven't exploded and got rice everywhere, (laughs) but that, you know, that was a project that, that was a hit. And, um, and so I think just infusing some creativity into the classes would also help to sort of bring the level down a little bit. Yeah. And there's things like lowering the lights, if you can, putting on calming music, changing Mm -hmm. the tone of your voice, all these very subtle things that we can do that they start to just kind of feel. And then it's, it's, it is, it's like, it's like a dance with, with what they're feeling and what you're going for. But I mean, that's, I think why we all love this so much is because it's this work, it's ever changing. It's always creative. Right. Always surprises you. Yeah. I'm always trying to figure out a way to bring art projects into my family yoga classes, but it's hard because some classes I would have like eight families and of all different um, ranges. So I would um, kind of just always keep an art project literally in my bag under the desk. And then if classes that were a little bit smaller, like I remember a couple of classes where I only had like two or three families and the, the kids were, you know, old enough to do something. 
I would be like, hey, who wants to try something different? And, you know, let's do a little mindful art project in class. And, you know, the parents would be like, hey, yeah, we want to do that too. And I'm like, let's do that. And so just finding a way to like move that, move that into the family yoga classes was just also really rewarding. And, um, you know, and just letting people know yoga is not just about a movement. It's just, it's about breathing and taking a moment to pause and you can do yoga anywhere just by, you know, having a quiet moment or even just like before you have to play a big soccer game or take a test just to sit at your desk and just take a deep breath in and repeat a mantra to yourself. That's something I also am really a fan of is like making up mantras for kids and letting them make up their own mantras. And we would do it in family yoga class and kids yoga class. And I'm like, this is, you know, and I'm like, I put it into context, like, oh, you know, before you have to do a test or maybe you have to clean your room and you don't really want to, you know? And so I have the families would like work together to come up with a good mantra for themselves, for their family. And sometimes they would share it with other families. And I was like, that's okay. You don't have to share it if you don't want to, you know? And then I would, a a mantra that would work and you know they love that and just like teaching them that these are tools that again you can take off the mat and and use in your own home in your own everyday life you know I just think that is such a reward as well yes absolutely well you have been listening since the beginning so you know how the episodes always end with the kids yoga gem so -hmm. you've heard so many gems Um, I would love to hear yours. So if you could share your one piece of wisdom with someone sharing yoga with children, what would that be? Um, I think my advice would be to keep it, um, to keep it personal and something that reflects you because then you have more passion in it. And for me, that's games. I have always been a kiddo who loved games. Um, As a parent, we play lots of games in my family with my kids. And so I have just found that games are such a fun way for kids to connect, whether it's in person or online, and that just makes it so much fun for them. And, you know, there's also a little bit of educational components in there that they don't realize, you know, they're learning some yoga, they're learning some mindfulness, they're learning breathing techniques, and they're having so much fun while they do it. Um, you know, and for me, it's fun too, because then I, I really get into it and I always plan at least two, two or three games for every class. And then we kind of see, read the room, feel, see what they're, what they're, what they need at this moment, but just something that comes from me that I'm passionate about to infuse into every one of my classes really helps set the success of the class. And then the kids can see that I believe in it too, that I'm buying into it, that I'm having just as much fun playing all these games as they are. And I think that's something that resonates with them. And so I just think, you know, don't, don't force it, just be yourself and it will come. The classes will come and that will just make them so much more fun and successful and rewarding for everyone involved, the teacher, the students, the parents, everybody. Yeah. That's that's kind of the theme I've noticed throughout this is so yoga isn't one thing. Yoga is fully being who you are. So whoever you are and whatever you love or are passionate about or something that you're using in your life right now that you can incorporate, it's the intention with which you're doing it. So it's the intention that you're doing that art project or that you're playing the game. That's where the yoga is. So that's, that's a 
kind of a theme I've seen through this conversation, something to remember for people is that bring in those things that you love with the intention of being mindful about it and being aware of what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I, it was so good to talk to you. I want people to find you and learn more about you and your business. So can you share how to get in touch? Yes. Um, I'm online. My website is kidsyogawithmeg.com. Um, my favorite platform is Instagram and that's kidsyogawithmeg on Instagram. I try to be pretty active there. And then on Facebook, I am kids and family yoga with Meg on Facebook. So it's a little different, but you can still find me. And um, those are the best places. I hope to be offering um, some Zoom classes here in the next couple of weeks. And then as we try to figure out what is going on here in Seattle, Washington, um, some outside classes and get into some studios and start offering um, family yoga. Everybody everybody needs it. Wonderful. So no matter where you are, you could look into those Zoom classes right now. Exactly. Yes. Yes, exactly. So hopefully we'll be getting all of that up and running very, very soon. Great. Well, again, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being a loyal listener and (laughs) all the work you're doing. And I just, it was so wonderful to connect with you. Yes, it was. Thank you, Jessica. And thank you for um, this opportunity and for the great work that you do on this podcast. It has been a huge, um, just a huge resource for me. And I just look forward to the um, episodes every week. I've learned so much just from you and all of your guests and um, just made some great connections uh, because of this podcast. So I'm grateful for that as well. That means so much. Thank you. We'll have a wonderful rest of your day. Yes. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to support the Kids Yoga Podcast, here are a few ways you can do that. Visit www thekidsyogapodcast.com. Here you'll see a link to my Patreon page and you will see different monthly subscriptions which will offer you added benefits. You can also contact me through the website and see all of the episodes that have been released so far. In addition, I truly appreciate those five-star reviews and ratings because It just brings so many more people to the show and it just means the world. So if you feel compelled, a rating and review and press that subscribe button as well. So if you want to get in touch, shoot me an email, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, thank you so much for being here.